0: Well, welcome back for another edition of Necessary Roughness. TJ couldn't join us today. He's going to join us a little bit later in the week as we prepare for the final preseason game that the Detroit Lions will have against the Carolina Panthers. Their only away game. Some of the concerns, I do want to address some of the things that I saw last week, Saturday night, as the Lions took on the Jacksonville Jaguars. We saw them for two days, Have the joint scrimmage. We know, we heard from Dan Campbell, the value that he places on those opportunities. And I'm not going to discount those. I think those are are tremendous opportunities for the vets. They are very calculated. You can set up different scenarios and put guys in positions that maybe you hope you could see in a preseason game, but you know you can get in a scripted practice and you could do it with ones on ones. Uh, you know, ones for the the, the the Lions versus the ones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we've talked about that a number of times here on Necessary Roughness. Uh, again, I'm not going to get into that today, but I do have some concerns coming out of that preseason game, and it's really just about the depth and maybe some roster spots that are up for grabs. Uh, knowing that Jamison Williams is out for the rest of preseason, that's a disappointment, but he's not going to be back for six weeks. And the Lions knew that. Um, the wide receiver position, um, I think, is is an area of concern. The offensive line position, not the first five, not even the first six, but once you get past that first six, position seven, eight, are, are really big concerns right now. And let's start with the wide receiver position because in that game, obviously, no you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, and when we talk about the different positions that are up for grabs, you had Dylan Drummond who had five targets, had an opportunity to catch some balls. It came up with two of them. And I think Dylan Drummond, there's a really good chance that he makes this team. And, and he's one of those guys that is we all do in the, in the, in the preseason and throughout the offseason. We pick and choose some guys that we really, you know, we kind of fall in love with, whether it's their story, it's the opportunity of – Uh, And Dylan Drummond is one of those guys where I've kind of fallen in love with this story. I know he's one of TJ's guys from Eastern Michigan, but they brought him in strictly as a warm body for rookie minicamp. They needed more bodies. They wanted to see some of the defensive guys that they brought in. And he wasn't really a part of their future equation. Now, all of a sudden, he shows up, plays well. They invite him to training camp. And during practices, during these joint practices, during the ones leading up to the joint practices, we heard a lot about, hey, Dylan Drummond is just, he's catching everything thrown his way. We haven't seen that in the games. We've seen him make some, some good plays, but we've seen him run really good routes. We see a guy that has the drive, that has the determination. He has all of the intangibles, it feels like, that Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, Chris Spielman are all looking for. Uh, another guy, uh, Chase Cota. We saw him as a return guy. Uh, We saw him, we've seen him in in both weeks as a guy that's able to get open, runs good routes. Uh, Neither of these guys are going to break games wide open. That's not what we're looking for. But when you've got Amon Ross St. Brown and Marvin Jones Jr. really as your key receivers, because there's no JMO, and we don't even know if he's going to be a key receiver. It's a disappointment that he wasn't able to play in these final preseason games. But Josh Reynolds, we keep waiting for that chemistry that we heard so much about when they signed him from the Rams and his time with Jared Goff we keep waiting and hoping that that's going to pay off he'll be on the roster but I don't necessarily see him as a guy that's going to go out there and be very effective then you've got Khalif Raymond who we know is is a return specialist you can use him in the uh, in the offensive pass game but that's right now you're talking about four guys uh, because we can't include Jamison Williams in this conversation. If they're going to keep six receivers, five or six receivers, it really opens up a spot because I don't think Trinity Benson's one of those guys. I see, you know, uh, you know, some of the other guys more as a practice squad guys, guys that are continue to develop Antoine green, their draft pick. Maybe he makes it simply because he was a draft pick, but I see him more as a practice squad development guy, and I think Dylan Drummond is ahead of Antoine Green, even though he wasn't drafted. And one thing that we've heard from Dan Campbell is, hey, it doesn't matter where you were drafted. It doesn't matter what round. If you were drafted, if you're an undrafted guy, if you can go out there and help the Lions win, you're going to get the edge. And and I think Dylan Drummond and Chase Coda have both shown that. So I I think that's going to be interesting to watch in this final preseason game is, what do we see from both of those guys? What do we see from guys like Trinity Benson what do we see from Antoine Green? Uh, and who ends up being that final guy that makes the roster uh, as a wide receiver? And it'll be interesting, too. When, and this is down the road, what do they do with that roster spot when Jameson Williams comes back? Because starting off, and, and this is where I want to go next with this, is do they want to keep an extra receiver? If you cut. Dylan Drummond, is he going to be picked up by somebody else? If you cut Chase Cota, is he going to be picked up by somebody else? Maybe, maybe not. You can always bring him back on practice squad, but they will have a roster spot to play with depending on what they want to do with Nate Sudfeld. Are you going to keep three quarterbacks on the roster? Teddy Bridgewater didn't look great. I'm going to give him a little bit of a free pass simply because when we watched practice last week, I didn't see him get maybe one or two reps. I'm not going to expect a guy, and I don't care how veteran you are, to go in there when you have been off all offseason. Yeah, he's been making throws. He's been doing his own workouts, but it hasn't been with this team. It hasn't been in a competitive environment. And then all of a sudden you throw him in there and you expect him to be accurate when you've got you know guys moving around, defenses flowing, and you're also working with very poor protection. I'll get to that in just a moment. But if Jared Goff, well, not if, Jared Goff is your starter, Teddy Bridgewater is your number two, Nate Sudfeld has done nothing to show that we heard in the offseason that he's got a great you know, uh, rapport with Jamison uh, Williams. He's been able to make connections. He's been accurate. Well, when you get in games, you've got to produce. And the first interception in week one wasn't on him. It was a protection issue. The second one was right before half, uh, it was another interception that sailed across the middle. And if you're going to sail balls across the middle, they're going to be picked off more times than not. So I don't think Nate Sudfeld has done anything for me to say, I want to give a roster spot to him, hope that he continues to develop. because He's not a rookie. He's not a second or third year guy. He's been in the league for some time. He's been around. And I think there's a reason why he's got no reps in season. So I would be okay with, and I actually think the Lions should release Nate Sudfeld. Use that extra roster spot on a receiver. Take this competition into the regular season and, and, hey, let Dylan Drummond, if he gets in the game, you've got to have a guy that can go out there and make plays. And, and at least you know he's going to be in the right place, right time to open things up for uh, Amon Ross St. Brown or for Marvin Jones Jr., same thing with Chase Cota. I think he's the guy that you can count on to do the right thing. He's not going to be a guy that goes out there and makes plays or you know is a game breaker, but right place, right time, opening things up for some of the other guys. Um, the other competition that I think is, is, is brewing and has been all uh, really all offseason, but uh, definitely during training camp, is who's going to be the swing tackle? Um, if you've got five quality players up front, and we know that they do, five high-level players, players up front offensively and you know if Hi- ViTai ends up winning that guard position you got Graham Glasgow who can go in at any of the three interior positions Frank goes down Graham goes in ViTai goes down Graham goes in Jonah Jackson same thing uh Graham goes in what are you going to do with that backup tackle position because in previous years the two previous years Matt Nelson was that guy and if Decker goes down hey you move Penny Sewell over you put Matt Nelson in there. I'm not expecting Matt Nelson to go in or anybody to go in and be the backup left tackle. That is an opportunity that I would give to Penny Sewell, move him over there. We saw as a rookie, he was able to do that. He's got the athletic ability. He can make that adjustment. But who is going to be the guy that comes in and plays that backup tackle position? Now, if you lose one guy, this offensive line, I think, could be fine. You mentioned Graham Glasgow. You lose two guys. I You should be able to be okay. And if it's Matt Nelson, and he beats out a guy like uh, Jermaine Effetti. All right, familiarity with the offense would be a reason that Matt Nelson does. Uh, Effetti, if he wins that position, it's going to be on experience in the league. He's a guy that's, I think, eight or nine years in. He's a former first-round pick. He's never really played to that level, but uh, you know, is a guy that you could put in at that right tackle position. Whether it's him or Matt Nelson, you're then going to modify the offense and it's bringing a receiver over in motion to help set the edge bringing a tight end over and setting them up in that in that position outside hip of the tackle or on the inside it whatever it is you're going to have to give them some assistance what i think will be the separator and we'll probably learn more in this third preseason game as guys get more reps is what are you what can you do in the run game And right now, I've been very disappointed with both guys in regards to their footwork, their technique, their ability to, at least on the backside, get some cutoffs. That's where I've been surprised that Matt Nelson hasn't taken a step forward. Frontside, you can create double teams. You can create opportunities, angles, and footwork to give yourself an advantage. Backside, it's, it's simply about understanding the offense and effort. Um, and that's where I have a question about both of these guys. So that's a competition that's brewing. And here is the outside force that we don't really know about. And that is, yeah, you'd like to go out right now and find another wide receiver. Well, there's not a lot of guys out there. Jarvis Landry, I know is out there. Uh, old friend Kenny Galladay is out there. Um, you know, Julio Jones is out there. There's some guys that you could go out and add to this wide receiver room. I'm not ready to go out and do that. Same thing on the offensive line. Not ready to go out and grab anybody that's not currently employed. There will be some quality players, just like we mentioned, the possibility of cutting Dylan Drummond or Chase Cota, that there are going to be quality players that are cut throughout the course of training camp. And, you know, at the end, when the final cuts are made, final roster trim down, maybe you're able to go out there and grab a receiver that can help you, um, as a third, fourth, fifth option. Maybe you can grab an offensive lineman that can come in and be, you know, you know, start out until he learns the offense, your eighth guy, and then it, you need a swing tackle. You need somebody that can go in there and get you out of a half, maybe start one or two games. But if you lose three offensive linemen, if you lose two offensive linemen, you use three offensive linemen, you know, chances are not many teams in the, across the NFL can do that as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And then you also have one more option. And this will be interesting as we lead up to the final cut day, which is next Tuesday, is are there trade pieces that Brad Holmes has? How do they view Julian Okora on defense? Is he a guy that they're going to maybe they maybe that extra roster spot isn't a receiver. Maybe it's not an offensive lineman. Maybe that extra roster spot is an edge rusher because you don't want to let Julian Okora go and you're not going to keep a third quarterback. You keep that extra roster spot on the edge. That's a possibility. But the way that he has shown, I don't know that he moves up the depth chart for the Lions, but there may be somebody out there that is looking at him and going, you know what, four sacks in the preseason through two games? We could use that. That's something that we need, whether as a starter or a depth guy. Uh, And so Brad Holmes could go out there and market a guy like a Julian Okora. So TBD on the final roster spots, those are two battles that I am looking at the wide receiver position, adding some depth, adding some talent, uh, that fourth or fifth wide receiver, but also on the offensive line, I was uh, disturbed by what I saw the backups do for this offensive line. Top 5 were good. 6 were good. Seven, we're starting to walk down a road that I don't want to go down, but who's going to become available and do they want to go out and trade to solidify that wide receiver position? That backup offensive line spot. We'll see as we continue to go through camp. But look for, at the end of this week, another edition of Necessary Roughness. TJ is going to join me. He's going to be on the trip down to Carolina. So we'll get a chance to get his take quickly on last week's game. What he expects to see out of the team as they go down there. And will we see starters play? We're going to talk a little bit about that. As we approach the end of the preseason and with just a little bit over two and a half weeks to go before the Lions kick off in Kansas City, excited about that. We're going to take you all the way up to kickoff, so make sure you stay tuned in here for all your Lions information. TJ Lang, our source inside uh, the Lions organization, myself here at 97 One The Ticket. So stay tuned. Necessary Roughness, we're going to keep bringing you all Lions information as we approach the regular season.